What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gully, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today we have singer-songwriter Lindsay Tapman. She was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. She's an Alabama alum where she studied public relations and minored in computer science and communications. Lindsay, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm just nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you and I having a conversation. It's the way to look at it. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Super excited. <laughs> You're such a bubbly person. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to hide it. It's so much. Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready. Take a breath. And we'll get right into it, okay? Okay. Who is Lindsay Tapman? What is your story? Oh, goodness. So where do I start? Um, like you mentioned earlier, I was raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, honestly... My life has kind of been a little strange. I grew up in a pretty conservative, like, household, um, pretty strong, like, Christian views and everything. And I was homeschooled for first and second grade. And then I was kind of bullied, so I moved to a different school. You were bullied at home, being homeschooled? Okay, so there was, like, (laughs) okay, yeah, I probably should have. So it was, like, a homeschooling school. My mom was like, okay, like, I need to, like, homeschool the kids, but, like, also, like, have them have, like, social interactions. So went to the school. There was, like, five or six other kids in my class. And, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Like, I don't know if, like, I necessarily left that because I was bullied, but I definitely, it just was not, like, the vibe. So it was, like, a homeschooling school. Okay. Like, I would, like, do, like, two days at home and then, like, three days at, like, the school. Like a hybrid. Like a hybrid school. Um, Then I ended up moving to MVCA in third and fourth grade. Oh my God. And I was bullied there like really bad. <laughs> like they made an I hate Lindsay club and I had to leave the Wait. school. <laughs> I swear. Wow. And it was not good. So Dude, kids are ruthless. They're just, yeah. It they're was evil. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a tough time, you know? Like I remember like being on the play set and some girls being like, you're like, no offense, but we don't like you. Like we don't want to be your friend. And I was like, I have to go. Is this like Mean Girls? Like no, it was. It was so bad. And then, and then, like I'm, I'm really not trying to be like, oh my god, I'm such a victim. It's more just like funny at this point. Um, and then I moved to Madeira, and I was there for fifth and sixth grade, and I was bullied there too. Like cornered in the bathroom a few times. You know, it was nice. I don't know. It was so odd. I was like, I feel like I was a pretty nice person. So I don't know why that was all happening. And then I was like, okay, I gotta like get out of here. So. Then I went back to like another hybrid homeschooling form of school. And that was like, that was actually cool. Um, but after eighth grade, I was like, I gotta like go hang out with some people that are like, you know, like we're like actually vibing. Like, so then I went to St. Ursula for high school. And all throughout my life, I was kind of like in and out of like doing singing stuff. I always like grew up like doing singing. I just loved it, like performing and like putting on shows for my family and I don't know. I've always just been like one to be like, oh, my God, I want to be in the spotlight. And I always like wanted to like be famous or something. But I didn't really know why. Um, so then in high school, I was uh, I went to San Ursula and I was actually in a show choir called Suave. 
and you know Max is <laughs> so Max is my boyfriend and his his music name is Suave so I just think it's really funny now that like I was in Suave for four years and now I'm dating Suave and whatever <laughs> I don't know I think it's so funny um <clears throat> and then yeah I went to Alabama and that was great and I was a Tridel for a minute and I so was why, like why Alabama I'm just curious like what was it that <clears> was like okay like I need to get away from Ohio yeah and go to the south honestly I just so we were like very fortunate like we had like a good amount of like money put away for us and we were like able to kind of like go wherever we wanted and I was like I just like not that I needed to like start over like I didn't have any kind of like bad reputation or anything but I just wanted to get out of Ohio I was like if I have like the funds and the means to be able to like travel and like do something different and like go somewhere else. I'm like, why wouldn't I just like go? And I was like, I want to put myself in the most uncomfortable situation ever and figure it the fuck out. Like I've just, I'm not like, I'm scared, but like, why wouldn't you? Like everyone stays so close and like, that's fine. But that just like, wasn't for me. So I was going on like a bunch of um, college tours. I went to like High Point, like Clemson, like visited like Elon, like, Belmont. I mean, I did not even look at one school in Ohio. Nowhere near. No one in Kentucky. No Indian. I was like, fuck it. I'm getting the hell out of here. Like, I'm not doing this. So, I mean, basically, that was it. And to my family, like, I grew up, like, a pretty, like, avid, like, Purdue fan just because, like, my grandma, like, lived really, really lives really close. And so I always, like, grew up, like, going to the football games. And they would always lose. But it was, like, the pride. Like, I just was, like, oh, football. Like, yeah. And I was, like, okay, listen. I don't even fucking like football that much. Like, I like football. But, like, whatever. So I was, like, oh, it'd be so cool to, like, go to, like, a big school with a good football team that, like, wins all the time. <laughs> and there's, like, sorority life. And, like, oh, my God. Like, I just was, like, did not know who I was. Like, literally <laughs> at all. I was, like, please someone help me. And I was, like, definitely going to Alabama helped shape that a lot. I'd, I'd Biggest say, football school. Biggest, biggest, biggest party school. Like, I didn't party in, co- in high school. Like, I was literally, like, my friends, if they listen to this, they can attest to us, like, just going to Blockbuster on Friday and, like, getting, like... Blockbuster. Bro, Blockbuster. Man, I used to love Blockbuster. We had our, like, a literally, like, a, this, like, 50-year-old guy that would just, like, work. I don't even know. His, like, name's, like, Dean or something. And he'd be like, all right, ladies, we're in here again. What are we getting tonight? We're going to the horror films. And, we like, he would, like, have, like, five or six movies, like, picked out for us. But that's literally who I was in high school. Like, I was not cool. People, like, didn't know me. Like, it was, like, not in the popular group by that's any means. actually really surprising to me because you are a very outspoken person and you have a great personality. Mm. So to know that, like, you were very... It seems like you were shy in high school. Yeah, I so, mean, I was just like, I felt like I was weird. Like, there was just like a huge group of girls. There was like probably 40 of them, and they were all just like super cool. And I was like in my like three squad, and we were just like vibing, like, you know, just doing hey, dumb shit. They always but say it's, it's better to have a smaller circle than fake friends. Yeah. Else, so. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know. High school was high school was really weird, but college was like, I think, what really shaped me the most so I get to college go to Alabama we go through the whole rush process guys this is so intense like so intense I mean like like three or four hundred girls like screaming at you like we are tried out come to like it's just insanity and so we did that for like a week or something and then you like get prepped and all this stuff and you pick your house and whatever it was great and honestly I I really enjoyed like my 
first year of being in tried out and just being in a sorority. I lived in an all girls dorm. So I was like, okay, I went to an all girls high school. Like I know the vibes. Like, but it was a really weird switch, like going to class and there was boys there. And I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? This is so uncomfortable. Like, what this is <laughs> like, how am I supposed to present? There are males in the room. I have to die now. Like, this is so awkward. But freshman year was like a really big, really big like turning point for me because kind of how I talked about earlier is like I always wanted to be famous I always was like singing like it was always like a thing and I was always like okay I'm gonna go to Alabama because they like also have like a music major like okay obviously every fucking school probably has a music major like it's like okay (laughs) so I was just like I need to make sure they have like pianos there so like when I occasionally want to go to like a cover I can go to this room and do a cover and it's just like why didn't I I was definitely not, like, focused on that, like, being my main thing. I was like, okay, like, be cute and, like, be in a sorority and, like, be liked and, like, have a cool group. Whatever. All that bullshit that, like, everyone... The stigma of The stigma of college. Because I, like, didn't have that, like, growing up at all. I felt like I was, like, I don't know, semi-weird and bullied and whatever and just, like, wasn't cool in high school. So I was like, okay, like, I want to be, like, cool, you know? I still don't really feel like I was cool in college fine so anyway freshman year though was like really was a really big like year for me I ended up um being like assaulted like sexually and um I won't go like super into it but it it just like changed a lot of things and I denied it for a while you know like I didn't tell anyone for like years like and I know people know now but it's not, like, something I'm super, like, public about. And I feel like people just kind of drop it casually because it's, like, it happens to, like, almost every girl you talk to. And it's horrible. Um, anyway, but that really just, like, shook me and, like, really changed my life dramatically. And I kind of denied it for a long time. So I went through the rest of my freshman year just, like, going to the parties, being drunk, like, just numbing myself. Like, not – just not having any substance. And I just felt like – I was just doing the college thing. And then sophomore year happened. And at this point, I was still, like, denying it. I just, I literally walked around, like, pretending like it never happened. And it was just, like, really, I don't know, really tough. And then I had a huge falling out with my roommates at the time. We lived in this house together. And that was, like, super hard. Like, I didn't, I think in those moments, I kind of was, like, wow, like I really defined myself and like my sorority and like my major and these people who I thought were like my close friends. And, you know, and I know I wasn't probably being the best friend either, like, because I didn't really know myself truly. Like I didn't, I still, you know, everyone needs to grow and change and be better, but I had no clue who I was at that point. Like I just was like some blonde girl that was like in tried out and thought she was like the shit. And I'm like, I'm like, I wasn't the shit. I wasn't like, you know, like I was fun, but I didn't know myself. And I remember probably this was like one of the biggest like aha moments I had. So me and my friends had had a falling out at this point. And I was like, (laughs) I was literally sneaking in and out of my bedroom window because I was so uncomfortable, like having to walk past them in like the living room. Like I had so much anxiety and just like, I was so scared. Like I couldn't go into my house alone. Like I had like probably three or four months left of school. And I was like, I just remember like sobbing like day in and day out because I was like who am I like who are my friends like I don't I don't know like who I am and so this is a problem so I mean it made me like super uncomfortable and like you know in freshman year I had you know I was like what I'm like seven hours away from home like it was far like I remember like like two or three months in I was like mom listen I need you to come get me I'm not okay like I have to come home 
but you know, I did it. And so like at that point I wasn't like, oh, I'm so far from home. Like I have nobody. I just was like, okay, now I'm like in this place where I feel like I know, and this is kind of like one of my second homes, but like, what do I do with myself? So one day they had all gone out and obviously I was like, okay, well, I have no friends now. So I'm going to like sit in my room and cry myself to sleep or whatever I'm going to do. And, but it was like, you know, I went through like a breakup sophomore year and I just remember like kind of spiraling and like everything kind of hit. And I was going out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was living at this bar. I was at Bear Trap in Tuscaloosa, living at this bar, like hanging out at the bar, like staying till close. Like it was bad. Like I was drunk all the time. I mean, I was doing well in school, but I don't know how I was functioning. And so it was this like rude awakening when I had this falling out with them. And they were like, you know, Lindsay, like, we literally don't want to be your friend. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you guys are my roommates. Like, I'm, I'm so uncomfy. Um, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Literally, like, what would you, like, I don't, just <clears throat> like, trying to think of, like, oh God, what I, you're good. <laughs> I was just trying to think, like, well, first, I just want to say, like, thank you for, like, being so vulnerable and open right there. It takes a lot of courage to speak on that. Yeah. And just know that, like, I see you. And, like, Thanks. I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, I appreciate you. You're amazing. Thanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no. But back to, like, your roommate situation. I, I'm trying to put myself in a similar situation. I'm just like, I feel like I would be so, so awkward. Like, how would you, like... You couldn't make... I couldn't make food. Like, like, I couldn't, like, do laundry. Like, I mean... I would have to wait. Like, it was bad. And now we've we've cleared the air. Like, if she hears this, like, we have... We're, like, you know, fine again. We're not, like, close, close, but... We ended up hanging out again, like, senior year, blah, blah, blah. We're fine. But in those moments, it was just um, super uncomfortable. Hold on, I think. <laughs> Why does something in my throat? You can cut this shit out, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Maybe. <clears throat> no. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm sorry. I'm, like, really dwelling on this. But this was, like, a really, like, major point in my life that I was like, oh, my God. So up until, like, freshman year, sophomore year, I was, like, drunk all the fucking time. And I was just like, Lindsay, we got to, like, not do this. So they were going out. And I just remember, like, you know, Friday night. And I woke up the next morning. It was, like, a Saturday morning. I've always been a morning person. But I guess I had forgotten that since I was literally drunk and, like, hungover most days. And I woke up and I was like, oh, my God. Wait, is it 8 a.m.? Shut the fuck up. This is incredible. Oh, my God. What am I going to do with my day? I was like, (laughs) this is so cool. Like, I literally had not lived, like, a Saturday in Tuscaloosa up until this point, like sober, like I was either like just, you know what I mean? Like doing the college thing. And I, I got in my car and I mean, I really hadn't explored anything aside from the frats or like, like there was this cute little town, like what is it? Northport. And there was like another side of like Tuscaloosa I had never seen, like all this stuff that I was like, why did no one tell me to get my head out of my ass, stop drinking alcohol, and actually to go live my goddamn life? Like, I'm so confused. There's so much more in the world. There's than so, oh my the God. You're in. It's just, oh my gosh. But like, all I was surrounded by was a bunch of sorority girls and fraternity guys. And all they thought about was, you know, big party at SAE or like whatever. Like, okay, like, cool. Soldier Boy's coming. Phenomenal. That was fun. But, hey. <laughs> <Stay. laughs> <Ay. laughs> but that was just like such a breakthrough moment for me because I was like, Maybe this is, like, where I'm going to kind of figure out, like, who I am more, you know? And so I went and I found this cute coffee shop called Heritage House. And I was like, no one told me about this place. Like, I'm so confused. I'm so sad. Like, I've been robbing myself of all this precious time I could have been spending 
by myself, getting to know myself more, getting to know like my college town more, like getting to know this school and this like area for more than like just parties and alcohol and boys and whatever. So that was just like really insane. And I was like, wow. So the rest of that, I started like going to church and I was just like really trying to find something to like hold on to that wasn't like what I had known the whole like last year and a half. So that was cool. And I, I kind of, that was like my coming out of being like a drunk college student, I think. And um, I had to find plans to like, you know, be alone. And this is also something I wanted to like talk about too, is that I know there's a lot of us that like don't know how to be by, our, by ourselves. Like I used to be that person like in high school, like I constantly had a friend coming in. Like my house was like a revolving door. It was like one friend left, the next friend was coming over. Like I was never alone because I literally couldn't be alone with my thoughts because I was like so anxious. And I was just like, just beating myself up and tearing myself down when I was having to be alone. And even in college too, like there were moments where I would like go out and like adventure by myself or whatever. And I would have like these little minuscule moments. But for the most part, I was like, I was constantly with my roommate or I was constantly with my friends. Like, and I know people can't be alone because we're not, no one's comfortable being alone. I get it. Cause like, I'm kind of similar in the sense because like when I'm, I hate being alone, but like, I feel comfortable if someone's in the same building, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, when I lived at my parents' house, like, I never was truly alone. Right. I might be alone in my room, but I knew my parents were in their room or downstairs. And, like, even now, like, I have a roommate. So, like, even if I'm in my room Mm -hmm. and he's in his room, like, I know that, like, I'm not truly alone. Yeah. But, like, when you're literally by yourself, I think that's why I got a dog. Yeah. Because it's yeah. <laughs> like just having that company and just like, even though she's a brat and like. I feel that. My cat is also very bratty. Like mm-hmm. doesn't listen and just, she's six months. So like, it's kind of like right. a given, but like, it's helpful. Yeah. You don't feel alone. And like, I feel like one thing I learned in 2020 was how to be alone. Yes. Preach. I feel like we all had to. Yeah do that it's just it's just hard being alone and I so I never really knew how to do that and this really the situation with the roommates and like the having to move out and find my own place and I was like well I was literally fucked I was like it was literally like April or something and everyone had already signed their leases for the next year and I was like what am I supposed to do thankfully this girl I was in also in the sorority with was like hey I'm moving out of this one bedroom blah 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 blah. like you should live here and I was like oh my god like okay, like, sure. But I was like, alone? Like, oh no, like, no, I'm supposed to have like friends in college and like do like the college thing and like have the parties and the roommates. And I did that. It didn't work out obviously. So I was like, I'm going to go be alone. So I, I did it. So, you know, fast forward, I had summer and my mom gave me this book called The Untethered Soul. And this is kind of where I started learning more about just like spirituality and not as much like so like religion but just like the soul and just like your life journey and your purpose and all this stuff and in the meantime all throughout college I was also like involved in an acapella group I was in acapellas and then I was in no strings attached and but again it's like I never was taking that like seriously it was always like it was like my passion low-key but I never was like I don't know it just was like I'm that not going to like. The flame wasn't ignited yet. No, the flame. Okay, so I'm going to get to that. That I'm, I just had to like put that in. No, there yeah, yeah. It ties in. To okay, like, I feel like I'm like, I'm too, I'm too, I'm going too long on this question. Um, it's all good. Okay. So, yeah, whatever. Like, freshman and sophomore year, and then in comparison to junior and senior year, were like so dramatically, like, I felt like different lifetimes. Like, 
because then like I came back like like junior year and I was like moving into that place for myself and I really had to like figure out how to be alone but like in that time I like learned how to cook like chicken piccata and like all these things like I was making soups and I met my like really good friend Michael and like he lived underneath me and played music and that is honestly like where I started like getting back into my music more he would like would show me like all these like different like indie folk artists and I was like folk like I listen to Justin Bieber like what is indie folk (laughs) I was like I have no idea what this is and like he like helped me so much just like helped me kind of open my eyes and like give me a new perspective on like different music and just like being able to express myself like we would sit on, on, on this pool deck and we would just like play music at like 10 o'clock on a Friday like he'd be like jamming on the guitar and I'd be like wailing and people would be like shut the fuck up but it was like great and it was just good too like I wasn't going out anymore really I had a boyfriend at the time as well so I was just really focusing and it was long distance so it was like I mainly just got to focus on myself like I would see him like occasionally and then would be focusing on me but like I found like this cute little town I oh my gosh I started getting into photography like my life just like really drastically changed um once that all started happening just being alone and so I just think that's such an important thing like I mean even recently I've been like oh god like now I'm dating Max and it's amazing but like and I'm have all these friends and I'm like so busy all the time. I'm like, I have to keep like trying to make time to be alone by myself. Cause even though I live alone now, it's not the same as like having a day to like go take yourself out on a date or like mental just health days. the mental health days. I'm they do married. be important. <laughs> they do be. So, um, yeah, I don't, I just don't know. I feel like I'm sharing too much. It's all good. We can move on to the next one. We can one. move on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So earlier you were <clears throat> mentioning music and how yes. like music has always been in your life, whether it was in high school, uh, like in your choir, or even like your acapella group in college. And then you just mentioned that guy who lived below you. I believe his name is Michael. Yes. Um, I love Michael. So what is it that truly inspires you? But more mm-hmm. importantly, what ignites your why? Like what sparks that flame with music? So kind of like touching on earlier, like before I had said, like, I always like had this feeling inside me that I was like, I'm born for like greatness. Like I'm, you know, we all are in our own ways and passions. And, and I always was just like music, like entertaining, like being in the spotlight. And I didn't know why. And it always felt like a really selfish way. And it felt like I wanted to be famous for the wrong reasons. Like I wanted to be famous for like the money and for like the fame and just like, like being dripping and like diamonds and whatever. And not that that still doesn't sound phenomenal, but I had this like switch in my head. I ended up going to a conference again with my mom, like April. No, it was October, 2019. And it was all just about like, you know, um, it was called like your dream life or something. And so we all had to go around to this exercise, like, you know, Hey, it's 2021. Oh my God, it is. It's 2021. And so like, it was like this time machine exercise. And I was like, Hey, 2021, I'm Lindsay and this is my life. And so in the beginning of the exercise, I was like, hey, I'm Lindsay. Like, I graduated with a PR degree. Now I, like, run my own firm in L.A. Like, oh, my God, PR. (laughs) And, but then every time I kept doing with, like, different people, like, I would always, like, end music, like, with, or I, sorry, I would end what I was, like, saying, like, with, like, oh, yeah, but I do music in my spare time. And it's, like, like, music's your thing. So I don't know. Like, it was weird. So the last person I, like, shared my time capsule thing with, I was like, no, like I'm Lindsay Tatman. Like I'm a singer songwriter. Like I'm famous. Like I just got off this like tour. Like I'm helping people like change their lives with my music. Like 
and I had like kind of broke down and like started like crying and I was like whoa like my soul and my brain and my heart like all just like had this like huge like connection and I was like I think I just like found out what my purpose is like I kept like trying to fit into everyone's freaking box of like the nine to five and like do like the corporate America not that that's bad but like I always knew that wasn't for me and so I was trying to fit into what everyone else wanted me to be, like to do that cookie cutter life. But I always knew, I was like, I just feel like I'm different and like that just isn't going to fit me. So going to that conference really was like, oh my God, just sparked so much. So kind of tunneling into that, igniting my why. Now with my music, like I, I think after you know, going through what I went through in college and I recently have been like, you know, in the last year I've been seeing like a trauma therapist and um kind of using music to like heal, heal that part of me and just heal other like traumatic, like sad things that I've gone through in my life. And I know that music in general is just very healing for a lot of people. And there are like moments where we all have, and we sit in the car and we like scream, we cry at a song. And that's what I want to do. Like I want to create an atmosphere for people to come to my music and not like, it's not about me. Like it's, it's like, yes, like for me in that moment, I wrote that song for me because that's how I was feeling. But I know that I'm not the only one feeling depressed or suicidal or like that went through something like super traumatic. Like I want to be able to create music that people can come to my music and have like a safe space to just be able to feel their feelings. I definitely get that because that's exactly kind of why I created this podcast. Like it wasn't for me. Uh, it's yeah. for other people to hear other people's stories. So I'm a firm believer that all it takes is one person's story to inspire yeah. someone else. And yeah. you can do that with your music. And by the way, guys, her music <laughs> is amazing. Like, you definitely have to check it out. She just recently released a new single. Hate Me. Hate Me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be bopping that in the car. Oh, you know, did I just say bopping? Bopping. Yeah. I'll be bopping it in the That's car. That's like so like okay. 2000. It is, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm good. 2010 was a lit time. Listen, I say lit like it's normal. <laughs> It's what the kids say. It's what the kids say. I know. I'm like, no, like, I was like, shoot, did I, I really miss the ball on being cool. Like, now I'm, like, in my 20s, and I'm, like, I'm not, like, 18 anymore, so I'm definitely I not. I literally, like, working in a school, like, I learned the lingo, like, these kids oh talk God. about. No cap. Like, like, all the, all the things. No cap. No cap. Oh, my God. Man, you're perfect, bro. Like, perfect. I haven't heard that it one. It just means, like, you're, if I recall correctly, it just means, like, oh, like, you're lying. Like, oh, you're perfect, why are you always lying? Why the fuck are you lying? <laughs> That's a good one. That was, a, was that a Vine? I think so. Guys, Vine. if you have, like. I miss Vine so much. So, like, TikTok's great, but uh, Vine. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. No. If you have free time, like, go look up Vines on YouTube. And oh, my God. Like, them. the Vine compilations. Like, mm -hmm. the, like, to like, just. What's your favorite Vine? A potato flew around my room before you came. Excuse the mess I me. I think it's so great. It's just it's like just a potato flying around so, the ceiling. Fan. Or the one with the girls like, and she like turns around with those like goggles on. Do you know what I'm talking about? That was phenomenal. In college, we were like out, like my friends were playing sand volleyball. And me and my other friend, Rachel, we were sitting there and this girl looked just like this girl. And she was wearing these sunglasses that look just like the goggles and she would like turn and whip her head and we were like oh my god she's the turnaround vine girl like we're not okay we were just belly aching i felt so bad but it was so funny i think my top oh my two are, uh, <clears throat> look at all those chickens that's a good one we do love the chickens <laughs> and then oh god. Uh, ah i almost dropped my croissant <laughs> or something like that. they're so funny they're so funny like Literally. i miss vine 
But TikTok is great. Anyway, sorry, tangent. Yeah, we totally got off track, but okay. it's fine. Uh, speaking of your music, yes, uh, you just released a new single. I know you have more music coming soon. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so, so excited to share. Can I tell you? Yes, let's okay, hear okay, it. Okay. okay, so Hate Me came out. I had Listen come out in October. Um, but Ethereal is the name of my EP that I'm dropping. I'm still actually trying to get some things situated. I did have a photo shoot for it like a couple weeks ago with my friend Erica and Max came, my friend Keiko, all super amazing. And we shot up in Columbus. Um, I have angel wings on. It's a whole to do. Like it is a, it's so freaking cool. Like I'm, I'm so excited. Like Erica's actually working on the photos right now. Um, and Max is finishing up Ethereal and then I'm going to get the mix and master done, whatever. So the kind of the story behind Ethereal, oh my so cool wait I'm so glad to tell you guys <laughs> because um so last year honestly and like Max is like such an important part of like my music journey and like story because I mean I always like knew I was like okay so then I whatever I graduated college blah 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 had this plan to move to Nashville and like go to PR and then like do music on the side like because music was not like a priority um then I tore my ACL skiing so that was fucked and I had to come home and have surgery kept me in um, Cincinnati, which I mean, now it's all like God, divine timing. Like it's perfect. It all happened the way it was supposed to happen. Um, and it's funny, Max and I actually matched on Tinder like six years ago or something. We never met in person until, I don't know, like two years ago or something like that. And I always remember being like, oh, he's such a cool like music guy. Like he like does all this, like he like plays the piano. Like God, he's so hot. Like, oh my God. Like, ah. <laughs> I was like, I want to meet this guy. Like he seems so cool. And um, so we met and I was like, bro, like we gotta like work on music. And he's like, oh yeah, totally. Never hit me back. It's fine. Then like six <laughs> months later, we went on a date and whatever. The rest is history. So, but like, I mean, seriously, I could not have done any of this without him. Like I was, I've always been like the last, like probably three or four years I've been like writing music and just like have stuff in my notes. But like, I've never been able to be like, how's this going to come to fruition? Like I really had no freaking clue. And then Max one day I was like, we should like work on a song for you. And I was like, listen, don't play with my heart because I will start crying. Like, it's fine. So we started working on Listen and we made Hate Me. And then I was like, I have all these other depressing songs that I wrote. Like I had, there was, a, I mean, I think 2020 for a lot of us was like, bro, I'm like suicidal and depressed. Like this is not the vibe. Like no one was well. Like there were just like moments where, you know, everyone was just like going through it. And I was down at the banks, like, cause I was just like going on a bunch of walks and stuff. And I remember like writing this song, like, all alone in isolation like are the first like couple lyrics like people think it's a vacation but they don't know but I've been like chasing or facing or something whatever blah blah that song is on the EP um so this the story with the EP though I'm so sorry I'm the worst at storytelling I get like all <laughs> over the place um but basically the first song is really sad it's like me like my lowest point just like literally just wanting to give up like so hard and I kind of wanted to release this EP, like, earlier in the year because, I was like, I don't want to be, like, spring is sprung. I'm depressed as fuck. Everyone check it out. Like, you know, <laughs> you know I'm, like, happy Easter. Like, I'm not well. But it works because it's, like, sad, 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 mildly happier, happier, happiest. Like, I – it's 1222. So 222 is my number. So I'm just seeing that on your watch. Oh. And it's just – it's just, like, a thing. So that's super cool. Um, But – it's so cool. And so for a while there, we had like most of the songs like kind of like done. And I just, I didn't know what to call the EP. I was like, so it's going to be six songs. And I don't know if any of you guys have the Pattern app. Do you know what the Pattern app is? Mm -mm. You know what CoStar is? 
Mm-mm. Okay. So they're kind of like astrology personality type like apps. They're just like kind of like your daily like, hey, like this is what's going on, like going on in like the universe and the world. Like you might be experiencing these things, blah, blah, blah. So Max and I were record- like talking back and forth and he had sent me something like, hey, like your voice like sounds so ethereal when you like said that. And I was like, ethereal? what is this word? What, what is, is that word? Okay, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So I was like, ethereal. Okay. I just, I don't know. Like, it was really weird. Like, I heard him say that word and my whole, my whole body was like shook. Like, I was like chilled out and I was like, whoa, I just feel like I have to like know what this word is. So I looked it up and it was like too, like something like so like pure in essence, like too pure for this world. And I was like, whoa. Like, I feel like that's how we all come in. Like as people, like as souls, as babies, like we all come in with like, like not tainted by anything. And then the world, like breaks you like people like shit on you and like people say things about you and there's like this black tar that's like sucking like just everything out of you and so I was like I feel like that's who I am like that's who I know I am at my my core but like I've gone through all this trauma and I've gone through all like there's just like this like blackness it's like covering me this darkness and so I was like I think that this might be the name of the EP so I just decided I was like ethereal like the end song is going to be called ethereal because it has to be like my come up and like how I rose back up and how I'm not like such in a bad place anymore. And so then I, you know, you get all those notifications on your phone. And earlier the pattern had sent me a notification like two hours prior. So I was like getting on, I was like, I'm going to check out my pattern thing, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, blah, 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 blah. Your ethereal nature. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. How, how did that, how like ethereal. And I had already decided like, what the fuck? Like that's spooky. It was spooky. I was like, <laughs> brother, this has to be the name. So that was like just a really cool. Like I'm definitely gonna get it tattooed because I'm like I, in that moment I was like, this is so like a god thing. Like I just don't even know. Like this was all aligning for like the this purpose. And ethereal honestly is probably my favorite song. They're all really good. Actually, the first song on the EP, I so I'm I'm planning on releasing two singles. Um, but I'm kind of like. I want people to listen to it in the order. Like, it's really important if you haven't at this point, if you listen to this podcast and you have like haven't heard any of my songs and EP is out, you can start at the beginning. You know what I mean? Because it kind of like tells like a story. It's like low, high, you know? In the beginning of the first one, there's actually like a clip from my therapy session, like with my therapist, like me, like being like, I just hate myself. Like, I'm tired of hating myself. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, at this point, like I'm just at such a low, low. And again, so it's like, I just wanted to, this was for me to like heal, but I really just want this to be like a healing journey for like all my fans and all the people that like know me and that like even feel the same things. Like if they're like going through similar stuff, like I just want to heal the world. Like ultimately now I want to be famous and blow up because I just want to like help as many people as I can, like realize their full potential and their purpose and just like know that they're not alone. And that like you can find healing in like a bunch of different mediums, like not just music, but like your own purpose. Like once you discover your purpose and your passion, it's like, then you feel like you want to be alive. I get it. I really do. Like 2020 was a year for me. And I feel like that's where I found like really my purpose because I was like alone and figuring it out. I feel like a lot of people were in the same situation. Um, But I just want to say thank you. (laughs) Literally, thank (laughs) you for being so open, so vulnerable and just telling your story. Um, I definitely feel like it can inspire another person, another People, girls, men, women, whoever listens to it, I feel yeah. like they're going to be touched by hearing your story. Um, so if people want to continue having a conversation with you or even want to, like, check out your music, yeah. um, 
how can they get a hold of you or how can they find your music? Um, so I honestly, guys, just hit me in my DMs, hit me with that follow. And then, no, I'm kidding. But really, like, you can DM me. I'm pretty good at responding. Um, but as far as music, I, I'm everywhere. You know, Tidal, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Um, working on getting my my official YouTube channel all figured out to, like, be a music channel. But and I have a couple YouTube, like, covers up of, like, Justin Bieber stuff, Olivia. What's it? Oh, God. Olivia Rodrigo, the driver's license song. Um, I plan on releasing like more, just like more vlog type videos too, just so you guys can like get like more of a feel about who I am and not this podcast didn't just expose my entire life. But um, yeah, just like Spotify, Apple Music, follow me. Like, I don't know, but mainly Instagram is probably my biggest form of social media that I'm on the most. I'm not like, oh yeah, like billion TikTok subscribers. Like I just, it's not working for me yet. I do the hashtags. I don't know. The algorithm don't like me. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but that's, that's it. So what's your Instagram handle? Oh my God, man, sorry. My Instagram is at Lindsay Tatman. Oh God, Lindsay.tatman. It was Tatman and Robin for a while. And that was like such a vibe, but I had to like, you know, get on brand. So Lindsay.tatman. <laughs> That's <Okay>. it. <laughs> I'm going to put all of Lindsay's information in the description below. Thank you guys for listening in. And always remember, find your purpose.